Welcome to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God presented to you by Rev. Bright Nkrumah, the senior pastor at the Kodesh Family Church, Bronx North. He is an anointed pastor and teacher of the Word of God, affecting many lives. Now, get ready to be transformed by this message. I want us to take a few minutes, okay, just a few minutes, and we want to pray towards Swollen Sunday and prepare our hearts. I think this is very important. And so we want to pray that the Lord would give us compassion and be zealous for the lost. You know, and I think even today I can use Sister Gladys to preach seriously that she was zealous for the lost. That someone arrived in a country, the first thing that usually you do is you take a person to work trade center, you know, to Chinese restaurant, to give a half chicken with fried rice, so that you know that the person has arrived in a good land. And the person be impressed so much, not knowing that you just spent 3,050 cents those days. You know, and that is what we will do. But he says, let's go to church. That's Sunday. So let us pray that the Lord will give us such zeal for the lost and make us laborious with genuine burden, genuine burden. Not a burden that the Reverend says we should do this, but we have a genuine burden to go out for the lost. In Mark, Matthew chapter 9 and verse 36, he says, but when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion. Jesus, who came to die for sinners, he was moved with compassion and out of that compassion came out something. He says, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then said he unto his disciples, the harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. Now we want to pray that God will give us such compassion. Hallelujah. So take a minute. Let's pray for this compassion as we are preparing for Swollen Sunday. Pray for the compassion, the compassion of Christ, the compassion for the lost. Why don't you stand to your feet for just a moment? Let's pray for the compassion, compassion for the lost, compassion for souls that will be burdened with the burden that was on Christ. He says, when he saw them, they were as sheep without shepherd. They were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. He was moved with compassion and that caused him to ask the Lord of the heavens to send forth laborers into his heavens, to send forth laborers into his habits in the name of Jesus Lord give us compassion give us compassion compassion for the lost compassion for souls compassion for saving souls compassion for finding the lost in the name of Jesus that we be moved with compassion we be moved with compassion when we see the lost may our heart burn may we have a zeal for the lost in the name of Jesus, Rema Santoria Darabataba, Shandere Bababa, Sunde Bakaba, Langoria Daraba, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We want to pray also for this upcoming Swollen Sunday. 
We want to pray for the beautiful and the anointing of the Lord, the beauty and the anointing of the Lord to be on our service. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. That the anointing of the Lord will be on the service. Amen. The anointing of the Lord will be on everything that we will do on that day. In the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice and pray. That the swollen Sunday will be a spiritual event. The anointing of God. Not the efforts of man, but the anointing of God will be on it. That everything that we will set our hands to do, the Lord will add his grace. The Lord will add his blessing. The Lord will add beauty in the name of Jesus. Rama Beauty, oh God, beauty, oh God, in the name of Jesus. He says, Let thy work appear unto thy servants, and thy glory unto their children, and let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us. Let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us in the name of Jesus. Concerning our efforts, oh God, to bring in the Lord into your heart. Let the beauty of the Lord, the anointing of God, let it be upon us in the name of Jesus. Let's we want to pray that the Lord will send many souls to church on the following Sunday. Many souls that we will experience an exponential increase in attendance and response to altar call in the name of Jesus. That many lost souls will be ordered to come into the house of God in the name of Jesus. Ezekiel 36 and verse 37 to 38 he says, that says the Lord God. I will yet for this be inquired of by the people or the house of Israel to do it for them. I will increase them with men like flock, as the holy flock, as the flock of Jerusalem in her solemn feast. So shall the waste cities be filled with flocks of men, and they shall know that I am the Lord. We are praying that the lost cities be filled, the lost souls, they will come and fill the empty seats that are in our sanctuary. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth and pray. In the name of Jesus, Jesus, Remazo, Lambo, Zendaria, Kinderebezo, Nibikaba, Shandelebebe, Rambo, Remazama, 
We want to bind that spirit. And we want to bind the spirit of sicknesses and disease in the name of Jesus. The spirit that caused sicknesses since that day that I was supposed to come, I had diarrhea. We want to bind that spirit in the name of Jesus. Bind the spirit of fever, cold, running nose, headaches in the name of Jesus. And we want to bind the spirit that causes bad weather to distract the children of God from coming to church. Dysfunctional vehicles, spirits that cause people's vehicles to be dysfunctional and unexpected incidents. So bind these spirits in the name of Jesus. Lord, we bind all such spirits. We bind all such spirits. We bind the spirits of excuses. We bind the spirits of sickness, forgetfulness, the spirits of people companion and laziness in the name of Jesus. We bind the spirit of the love of money and mama. We bind the spirit of sorrow. We bind the spirit of insecurity, guilt, and shame in the name of Jesus. And we bind the spirit of sicknesses and diseases in the name of Jesus. Lord, we bind the spirit of bad weather conditions, dysfunctional beings, and other circumstances that are unexpected. We bind all sicknesses in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for hearing us and making our swollen Sunday a real swollen Sunday and all to your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Clap your hands together for the Lord and be seated. It's going to be powerful and so each placenta is going to be assigned these prayers and you are going to pray certain hours. We will tell you, we want to score at least 100 hours to 200 hours before April 17 of prayer. We want to score such many hours of prayer. Put in this amount of prayers and cry unto the Lord and we will show you how to do it and your percentage leaders are going to bring all that information to you this your percentage meeting. All before that they will send you messages as well. Amen. Amen. We are also going to fast. Is it a good thing? Yes. Wonderful. So, Monday is our flow. Monday night is our flow prayer meeting. And so, we are choosing tomorrow to fast and pray. Is it a good thing? How many of you are excited about that? Wow. And suddenly your face is changed. It is well. It is, it is a good idea. If fasting was that easy, everybody would have fasted. And things that are easy, they don't really have a lot of effects. Do you realize that? They don't really have a lot of value. Amen. Going to kindergarten is not a lot of effort. And when you graduate from kindergarten, which people do, they can't do much. Have you realized that? Yes. So when something is difficult to do, then you can do much with it. Amen. So it's a good thing to feel like that, but we are going to pray. Tomorrow we are going to pray. We are going to give you, we are going to ask for you to give us a time that each one of you will be available for one hour slot that you pray. So we are going to form a prayer chain and we are going to pray until we start flowing. Is it a good thing? Yes. Wonderful. So we will give you the opportunity to send us time from from 5 a.m to 6 p.m when you are available so we will assign you two people to pray within that hour and we are going to do this 
and then on Thursday as well. And I believe we are going to score several hours of prayers. Amen. You realize when two people pray, we have scored two hours of prayer. Is it a good thing? Yes. Wonderful. Awesome. Well, let us look at our scripture of the week. Our scripture of the week from Romans chapter 12 and verse 1. And then we will we have a few minutes to share the word of God. And we will close. Romans chapter 12 and verse number 1. And it says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Amen. 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 Wonderful. So, we shared a lot on this scripture. Do you remember? We shared a lot on this scripture. But sacrifices is expected of you. Spending energy for the Lord, spending time, losing sleep, that you feel tired, it's expected, it's expected of you. It's a reasonable service to the Lord. Amen. So to present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, is a reasonable request. It's a reasonable service. We are not asking for too much. To ask that you rise, you, you, you wake up at 5 a.m. to pray is reasonable. That you would have woken up at 8, but wake up at 5 to pray is a reasonable service as a Christian. Amen. Amen. So let us say this scripture together as a church, and there will be your meditation for the week as well. So say with me together one, two, three, go. Amen. Wonderful. Wonderful. All right. Well, we have some few minutes. Why don't you rise your feet? Just a few minutes. Let us pray and hear the word of God. Heavenly Father, we are grateful. We are thankful. Lord, we thank you for this great opportunity we have to hear your word. We pray, Holy Spirit, that your word will come. And according to your scriptures, you say the entrance of your word would give us light Amen. and would give us understanding. Amen. We pray, Lord, that you draw us closer and closer to you as we hear you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Clap your hands together for the Lord and please be seated. Hallelujah. Wonderful. Well, this afternoon, um, I want to continue with the series of messages that we started and we started talking about Anakazo. Anakazo. Hallelujah. Anakazo. And I, I explained to you there were three words that we learned about two weeks ago. Do you remember? Yes. We learned three words. What are those three words? What was the first one? Okay. So let us come from behind we we talked about okay what is the second word yeah. and what was the third one anadea so we talked about anakazo biazo and anadea and we said these are greek words amen 
And we said biazo means to force or to use force. Hallelujah. And we explain why we need force to do the work of God. We need force. We cannot be passive about the work of God. Hallelujah. We cannot relax about the work of God and expect that it will be done. It is expected of us to use force. Hallelujah. Do you remember? We explained a lot about that. And we cannot, we, we, we said that there are certain situations that we cannot just relax. We must apply certain force. Hallelujah. We must apply certain force. The Bible says that the kingdom of God suffered violence and the violence taken it by force. And we have to apply force in the kingdom of God. We cannot relax. We cannot be passive. And we have realized that our passivity has not yielded much. Have you realized that? Then we talk about anadea. Anadea is another Greek word that means shamelessness. Amen. Shamelessness. Shamelessness. To be shameless. And we need shamelessness in doing the work of God. Hallelujah. You know, there are certain things that you need shamelessness or you need to be shameless to get it. Have you realized that? You know, there was a young woman who was in this church some time ago. And when she wanted a husband, she did things shamelessly. You know, she, I mean, she, she was shameless about her activities. Wow. She, when we say that when you go to camp, you have to avail yourself and be ready that you'll find a beloved. She went all out. She was changing clothes, changing shoes, doing her makeup. And everyone can see that she's about to find a beloved. That is why she's here. Shamelessly. And you know what happened? She got married. And all the people who were sitting here and with the, I'm ashamed to do this. I am sure I'm too big to this. I am, they are still single. Am I speaking to somebody? So we need shamelessness sometimes. Shamelessness. The man that went to beg from his neighbor to ask for bread for his visitor that has arrived. He said for his importunity, because of that, because of his, that, that is where the word shamelessness comes from. Is the Bible says for his importunity, the neighbor rose up from bed. When he said the door is closed, my children and I are in bed and we are resting. He rose up to give him all the bread that he needed for his guests. We need shamelessness. Hallelujah. And then we talk about anakazo. Anakazo. And we said anakazo is one key that we need in growing the church of God. And today we are continuing on, so we want to continue to talk about anakazo. It is spelled A-N-G-K-A-Z-O. Anakazo. And I want to, we want to talk about why anakazo is important. Why is anakazo important? Hallelujah. And we are going to read once, one more time, a story in Luke chapter 14 and verse 16 to 24. Luke chapter 14 and verses from 16 to 24. Amen. Amen. Now we read a familiar story where Jesus told of an important person who held a party for his friends. And 
We are going to read this story so we'll be familiar with this story. It says, Then said he unto him, A certain man made a great supper, say a great supper, and bade many, bade many means he invited many, he bade many and sent his servants at supper time to say to them that were bidden, Come, for all things are now ready. All things are now ready. That means a lot of preparation went in. And he says, all things are now ready. And they all, with one consent, began to make excuse. You remember that spirit? They all began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground, and I must needs go and see it. I pray thee, have me excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I go to prove them. I pray thee, have me excused. And another said, I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. So that servant came and showed his lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and the lanes of the city, and bring in hither the poor, and the maid, and the halt, and the blind. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded, and yet there is room. And yet there is room. And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out unto the highways and hedges, and compel, compel. This is where we get the word anakazo. Wow. Compel. This is compel means anakazo, or it is translated from the Greek word anakazo, and it means to necessitate, okay. to drive. What else? To force. To constrain, to bring them in. He said, Go out. And what was the reason for that? What is the reason for Anakazo? He says, Compel them to come in that my house may be filled. That my house may be filled. For I say unto you, that none of those men which are bidden shall taste of my supper. Hallelujah. This man had an unfortunate experience of spending a lot of money in a big party. He wanted to organize this big party, inviting important people, only to find out that they will not come. They will not show up. And the man was very surprised about the rejection of his invitation. He became angry as he listened to all the excuses that they gave. And in his anger, he decided to invite anybody that he could find on the street. In his anger. Imagine having a party and the people you invite don't show up. And you seem to have the party with strangers. Hallelujah. Unfortunately, at that time of the night, there weren't so many people around. Even after inviting on from the streets and from everywhere, his party was still relatively handicapped. He almost had an empty party. 
what an unusual selection of party goers to invite the men, the sick, the blind, just so your house will be filled. Hallelujah. So this story is symbolic of the Lord Jesus sending us out to invite people to come to him. It is also symbolic of your pastors sending you out to evangelize and to bring people out of the world into the house of God. And you would have discovered also already that when you embark on evangelizing the world, you encounter similar excuses. Similar excuses. However, this man was a success. In spite of everything he had and every excuse that he received, he was able to fill his house. Hallelujah. It might not have turned out the way he initially wanted, but he had his plan. It may not have turned out to have this beautiful, elegant guest, but he had his party. Sometimes, the thing that you want may not turn out how you want it. The thing that you really want really may not be what the Lord wants to do. You know, many people, if you ask many married people, the people that they are married to were not the original people they would have married. Are you listening to me? The people that they married, if you ask them, they are not the original people. The one that is in the marriage right now is not the original person. But look how the marriage has turned out, you see. Look how beautiful the marriage has turned out today. You see, and so sometimes the person that you think is what you want, six foot, broad chested, six packs, six muscles, it's not what the Lord wants for you. But maybe this skinny person whose head is always down and going like that is what the Lord wants for you. Put your hands together for the Lord. You see, and many sisters don't learn from this. And they are hanging on to this dream man, this dream person, and they will still sit and wait and wait and wait. Am I speaking to somebody? Yes. So sometimes you need to turn and look in a direction where God wants you. Amen. You know, the Bible says that Jesus, even in his ministry, the Bible says that he came unto his own, but his own received him not. They didn't accept him. But as many as received him, to them gave him power to become the sons of God. Hallelujah. And so Jesus, when he came to the Jews, they didn't accept him. So you cannot hold on to the original. This is what I want. This is what I'm praying for. And God is giving you answers. But you close your eyes and you say, no, no, no. That was the wrong vision. May the Lord deliver you. Amen. So few minutes. Let me go over quickly with you why Anakazo is important. Number one, Anakazo is important because only a certain type of evangelism will lead to church growth. Hallelujah. Amen. Only a certain type of evangelism will lead to church growth. Amen. You see, man has a general tendency to rebel against God. True. 
Man has a natural tendency to rebel against God. In Isaiah 63 verse 10, he says, But they rebelled and vexed his Holy Spirit. Therefore, he turned to be their enemy and he fought against them. Man always has a tendency to rebel, even when he has done them good. There is a tendency in man to always rebel. Hallelujah. If you leave man on his natural, he will not serve God. I'm telling you, if you leave people alone and you don't bother them, they will not serve God. Man generally needs a compelling reason to serve God. They need a compelling reason. They need an account. They need a reason that compels them to serve God. Hallelujah. Sometimes they need a compelling reason as poverty. That they are poor. And so it drives them to serve God. Sometimes they need a compelling reason as hunger. They can't find food to eat. And that drives them to serve God. Are you listening to me? Sometimes man needs a compelling reason as barrenness, as singlehood, and that drives them, drives them to get closer to God. Sometimes they need a compelling reason as joblessness, and that drives man to serve God. Hallelujah. There are more serious Christians in poor nations than there are in rich nations. I'm not talking about there are more Christians. There are more serious, committed Christians in poor nations than there are in rich nations. Hallelujah. Amen. Now you take yourself for example. Take yourself for example. Look at your Christianity and your spirituality when you were at a certain place and a certain level compared to now where you don't need, you don't need prayers for your car to start. You don't need prayers for your lunch. You don't need prayers to put shoes on or to pay electricity. You don't need prayers for electricity. Are you listening to me? And so you you see that your relationship to God is not the same as it was when you had a need. There are people that woke up in the morning and didn't know what they were going to eat for the day. And such people pray to the Lord. Such people look to the Lord. Amen. Amen. You needed a compelling reason to be in church. You didn't just decide that you will come to church and decide that I will give my life to Christ and decided that you will be committed to the church and to Christ. It wasn't a decision that you just made naturally. It was out of compelling reasons. Someone came to visit you. Someone called you. Someone asked of you. Someone looked for you constantly and then you were so compelled to come and say, I'll come one for you. I'll just come one for you. So you leave me alone. And then they called you again and again and then you say, I'll come another one. Am I preaching to somebody? Amen. You need a compelling reason. That is why we cannot be passive and expect that the house of God will be filled. Because you needed a compelling reason. Even today, today, that you are so-called a committed Christian. 
tight-paying Christian. There are days that you wake up and you don't feel like going to church today. Not today, but you have a compelling reason. I am the one that plays the drum. I am the one that plays the keyboard. I am the one that preaches. Reverend asked me to set up this. Reverend asked me to do this. So you need that compelling reason even to stay committed. So we cannot expect the house of God to be filled if we are going to relax and let people just flow in. We got to give them a compelling reason. We need an castle to fill the house of God. Somebody give the Lord a shout of praise. Number two, an castle is important because people that will fill our empty churches are not in places where they can receive bourgeoisie invitation cards. People that will fill our empty churches, they are not in places where they can receive bourgeoisie invitation cards. Your invitation to your co-workers, your family members, where they can receive your WhatsApp messages nicely, flyers, and that's not what. Look, the man in Luke 23, he sent out invitations. Wow. And the people RSVP him. Yep. Yep. And they said they will come. Uh-huh. And based on that, he went out and they shopped. They bought things. They made preparation. They put name tags on tables. And they knew where this person was going to sit, that person was going to sit. Yeah. Nice invitation cards. Yep. And then he gave them time. He didn't just say, tomorrow come. I'm having the feast. He had respect for them. He gave them time and they responded. Are you listening to me? And they responded. And then the day of the feast, he sent them reminder. He sent them reminders that today is the feast. Come. All things are ready. The name is it name placement? Yeah. Yes. Placement cards. Placement cards yeah. are all set. When you come, just look at the list. You see table two. Enjoy. And then you go. And he sends his servants to just remind them. In spite of all of that, they did not show up. In spite of all that, they did not show up. He needed an akazo to fill his heart. He needed a compelling reason to compel the people. He needed an akazo. Even when the servants went passively to ask, hey, we're having this party, would you come? Hey, we're having this, um, we, we, we're having this service today, why don't you join us? Hey, we're having this, why don't you join us? Still his house was not filled. It was when he sent them out and said, compel them, compel the lame, compel the sick, compel them to come. It is only then that the house was filled. Without an akazo, the house will not be filled. Are you listening? Yes. It is time for us now to apply an akazo. Sending flyers on our WhatsApp contacts. It doesn't work. And then remind us, two more days, one more day, one hour more. Even you, it still doesn't work for me. Has it worked on you? Have you not seen those reminders? Two more days. 
One more day, 24, 23 hours more. 20 hours more. 30 minutes to the meeting. And you still don't show up. And you need a compelling, when we call you, Reverend, I'm joining. Why are you not on Reverend, I'm joining. Why? We need an acaso. We need compelling reason for Christians to do anything for God. We need compelling reason for Christians to do anything for God. Amen. Amen. Number three, without an acaso, our church is going to be empty. Without an acaso, our church is going to be empty. The man was about to have a banquet with his servant alone. He was about to have a banquet with because everyone he invited didn't show up. After all the preparation, he was about to have a banquet to have a feast with his servant. And I think we have had enough banquet with ourselves. We have had enough feast with ourselves alone. Hallelujah. Powerful sermons are prepared. Powerful preachers have come around. Powerful messages are prepared. Beautiful services organize all kinds of things. And we feast alone. I think we need an acaso. If we want to feast with the lame and the sick and the blind to fill the house of God, we need an acaso. We cannot do this. If we continue to do this, we will continue to feed with ourselves, continue to enjoy ourselves, continue to enjoy the banquet and the feast with ourselves alone, and the house of God will remain empty. We need an acaso to fill the house of God. We need an acaso to bring in first time hearers, people who have not heard the gospel, people who will make decisions for Christ. We need an acaso to bring them in. Such people don't come to God voluntarily. Such people don't come to God voluntarily. They don't. Mariam, the people that you bring to church, they just say, come and pick me up, I'm coming. You say, I'm bringing an Uber to pick you up. I'm coming to get you. I'm coming. That is how you get anyone to come to the house of God. Amen. Amen. Let me give you these last ones and then we can close. I love it. Without an acaso, many churches are going to die a natural death. And without an acaso, our church will also die a natural death. Hallelujah. Now think of all the people who have been in this church before. Think of all the people. Sometimes when I look at our photographs and I look at our videos and I look at all the people that even in my short time in ministry have passed it. If all of them were to be here, this place would have been filled and packed. Are you listening to me? If we don't apply an Akazu, Ricardo was here, Paula was here, they had to go. They had to go. We cannot keep everyone here. Are you listening to me? We cannot keep everyone here. They have to go. They have to move. They have to move on in life. They have to be somewhere else. So if we are going to just remain and let everyone go and not compel people to replace constantly, our church is going to die in that track. Mercy. Mercy. Are you listening? Yes. Yeah. Young people, if you don't bring your friends, your friends that you chat with, Snapchatting, Whatsapping, they don't do Whatsapp. Because when I, they do WhatsApp, oh, yes. no, 
I think it's Snapchat and Instagram. If you don't bring these people to church and convert them and bring them to church, they will convert you into the world. They will take you into the world. Are you listening? So compare them. Talk to them about Christ. Don't be ashamed. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Do not be ashamed. And Christ won't glorify you if you are not ashamed of him. Hallelujah. Yes. So be confident to talk to your friends about Christ. That I was in church and it was so powerful. I wish you were there. And why don't you come with me next week Sunday? In fact, I'm taking you with me next week Sunday. Yes. Bring your friend. Invite a friend. Amen. And you see how the Lord will bless you. And finally, life is becoming more hectic and people are becoming more busy in the 21st century. And that is one of the reasons why we need an accountant. Busy working people are going to have more and more excuses. More and more excuses. The strategy of an accountant will help you to overcome all the excuses. To overcome all the excuses. Though you have people who will give you all kinds of excuses and sometimes very reasonable excuses. And sometimes you will think that, as for this, God understands. God does not understand. The, the Bible says that the man was angry when they gave all the excuses. He was angry. And he said, Compel that my house may be filled. Excuse is a strong demon to keep you out of the house of God. You didn't hear me. I'll repeat. I said, excuse is a strong demon to keep you out of the house of God. Any excuse that you have that will keep you out of the house of God, see that you have encountered a demon. I'm telling you. God will not have you anywhere else besides his house. There is no better place as far as God is concerned to be than his house. I ask, he will not say that forsake not the gathering of his assembly. Why would he say that? If there will be time that you should forsake it. But he says, do not forsake the gathering. Do not. Do not. God will not have you anywhere else but his church. So any type of excuse that you encounter, the things that you have, a lot of times, they are the reasons why you don't serve God. The things that you have. The marriage that you have. The child that you have. The job that you have. The money that you have. Look at the scripture that we read. They are all the things that the people have that gave them the skills not to serve God. We need an akazo to overcome these excuses. Put your hands together for the Lord. And please write your feet. Father, we are grateful and thankful. We thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the light that has come to us. We pray, Lord, for the grace that is upon this church. Let that grace be upon us. That we will walk a good warfare. That we will work harder than them all. In the name of Jesus. We pray, Lord, 
that our swollen Sunday will indeed be a swollen Sunday in the name of Jesus. Let it not be in word only, but let it be indeed in the name of Jesus. I pray, Father, for everyone that is here this afternoon. Give us the spirit of the Anakazo man. Fill our hearts with the spirit of Anakazo man. The spirit that has a desire to fill the house of God. The spirit that has a desire to compel the lost to the house of God. We thank you. We bless you. In the name of Jesus. Now with all eyes closed and every head bowed, you are here this afternoon. You are not born again. You do not know Christ as your Savior. And you are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and as my Master. I want to give my life to Christ. If that is your prayer, I want to pray with you. You are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and as my Master. Wherever you are, you are watching with us on Zoom. Lift up your hands and I'll pray with you. Lift up your hands and I'll pray with you. You are on Zoom. Just lift up your hands and I'll pray with you. All the people who are on Zoom. And everyone else, I want you to join me and let's say this prayer together and say, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me. I am a sinner. I have sinned against you. This afternoon, I confess and I repent from all my sins. Please forgive me. Please wash me with your blood. Lord Jesus, I accept you as my Lord, as my Master, and as my Savior. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, I will save you. I will follow you. Please help me in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me today. In the name of Jesus. Amen. We believe you have been blessed with this powerful message. Come worship with us at the Kodesh Family Church located at 1810 Randall Avenue, Bronx, New York at 2 p.m. every Sunday. God bless you.